Welcome to the Abide Podcast with myself, Misha Solanga. And guys, you know, this podcast is all about bringing together people who have a desire, you know, to connect to the vine that is Jesus Christ. That's why it's named the Abide Podcast. So today, I just want to chat about the fact that, you know, we've been in lockdown for quite a bit you know anticipating a whole bunch of things hoping for the end of covid and all of these kinds of things but you know the holy spirit has led me you know to reading the book of isaiah 32 and listen jonah it was hey (laughs) this word okay calls out complacent people and i mean i'm not trying to come for anyone but let's be honest How often have we been, you know, proactive? How often have we been out there in our relationship and in our pursuit of intimacy with Jesus Christ during this time? You know, I mean, the the, the word complacent itself is is, is defined to be in a state of self-satisfaction that is accompanied by an unawareness of danger that lurks. Okay. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking to myself, how many Christians during this time or how many believers, sons of God, daughters of God during this time? time have been lulled into a false state of self you know satisfaction that ah you know the little bit i know about jesus from the last time i went to church corporate gathering is enough it'll carry me until i can meet the believers again or i can meet the congregation again you know forgetting that this time or maybe not even forgetting but not realizing that god maybe allowed this time for us so that we can develop a one-on-one intimate relationship with him because i mean a lot of people i mean i'm not trying to come for anyone but i think a lot of people have you know used the church as a crutch they've used other believers they've used their pastors they've used you know their small groups as a crutch to do the work for them And God doesn't want that. God wants you, you know, to work out your own salvation. He wants you to read the Bible for yourself and to get your own revelation and understanding of who he is for you, you know, because of course he's a God of unity and he wants us all as the church, you know, to be together, to be united and all of these amazing things. But you know that saying that goes, you know, you have a one-on-one intimate relationship with Jesus. It is not about other people. It's about you and him ultimately. But anyway, let us get into the scripture for the day because I don't want to go too far out. I want to stay on point. So today's one, Prophet Isaiah comes for us, okay? He comes for the church. He says, listen to this. It's, it's complacency. It says in verse 9 of chapter 32, Rise up, you woman, who are at ease. Hear my voice, you complacent daughters. Give ear to my speech. Then he says in verse 10, In a little more than a year, you will shudder, you complacent woman, for the grape harvest will fail. The fruit harvest will not come. Tremble, you women who are at ease. Shudder, you complacent ones. Strip and make yourselves bare and tie sackcloth around your waist. Okay, you know, guys, you know, listen. It sounds a bit dramatic now, but the Jews of the time, you know, would do this because it was a sign of mourning, of grieving their actions. Anyway, let's continue. I'm on verse 13 right now. Verse 12. It says, beat your breast for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vine, for the soil of my people growing up in thorns and briars. Yes, for all the joyous houses in the exultant city, for the palace is forsaken, the populace deserted, the hill and the watchtower will become dens forever a joy of wild donkeys a pasture of flocks 15 until the spirit is poured upon from us from on high and the wilderness becomes a fruit field and the fruit field is deemed a forest 
Okay, I'm gonna stop over there. We started at verse 9. We're at verse 15. You probably feel like that was a lot, but guys, if you weren't reading the Bible for the week, I got you covered, okay? We just read almost like, we read almost like what, six, seven verses? So I got you. But what I want to chat about right now is what prophet Isaiah is saying. Now, if we if we think about it in context, okay, because it's very important to contextualize the Bible and think about, you know, the audience that he was writing to at that time, and then we bring it back and try to understand what God is saying to us today, right? Okay, cool. So the first thing that I want us to look at is at the beginning of verse, or rather in verse 9, Prophet Isaiah says, rise up, you woman. So it feels like this is a targeted, you know, speech. It's a targeted prophecy. It's a targeted message to just women, right? Of the time, if you look at it, you know, in in, uh, context, in the time, the men of the city, the men of the nation of Israel were doing some really crazy things, okay? They were so caught up in other nations' ways of living, in the idolatry, in drinking wine, in just being outside of the will of God. Prophet Isaiah was now speaking to the woman as like, guys, don't relax. You guys need to rise up and say something. You guys need to, you know, tell your husbands, tell the people to live differently because we are going to bear the consequences if you don't do that. But now let's bring it back to us. We know that from the Bible in the many times that, you know, they mention the bride of Christ. You know, if you read the book of Revelations, um, the church is, is referred to as the bride of Christ. And in, in the New Testament, Jesus is, refer, is referred to as um, the bridegroom, you know. So that leads us to believe that, you know, the woman in oftentimes in the Bible symbolizes the church. Okay, so the corporate body, the body of Christ is then, you know, symbolized as a woman. So if we look at this right now, prophet Isaiah or God in this moment, in this day, in this season is calling out the church. Okay, and remember who is the church? It's not the buildings that we've left behind. It's not the brick and mortar and tar that we are leaving behind. It is us, the individuals who make up the body of Christ. So in this moment, God is trying to reach the church. Okay, why? Because a spirit of complacency has kind of befallen us as the church during this time. A lot of, I'm not, listen, I'm not negating that there are believers who are doing the most, who are trying, you know, to, to keep their relationship with God intact and do what they need to do. But we are also not, you know, uh, uh, we are also not kind of naive to the fact that there are believers who were skating by on other people's revelations, who were skating by on their mother and their father's, you know, relationship with Jesus Christ. Nobody had their own relationship with Jesus. And this time of lockdown, this time of COVID was here to test exactly that. Right. So in this moment, I want you to kind of have a a reflection. I want you to have an introspection as to where you stand, because right now God is calling the church out of its position of self-satisfaction and ignorance of what could possibly happen when you don't invest in that relationship, when you don't pursue and you don't work out your salvation. Okay. in verse 10, we see how prophet Isaiah He actually, you know, gives them like a timeline of doom. That's what I'm calling it. You know, I'm calling it a timeline of doom. Because in verse 10, he says that in a little more than a year, you will shudder. Okay, so he's kind of telling them that you guys are going to be anxious. You guys are going to be scared. You're going to be trembling because of your complacency. What does this tell us? This tells us that a complacency may not be evident, you know, the result or the consequences, there we go, of our complacency may not be evident now, okay? It may not be evident tomorrow, but then he says to them in the Bible, in a little more than a year, you will shudder, 
okay the reason he says in a little bit more of a, than a year is because we're using a, a um, agricultural context in the story where he refers to the grape harvest so the complacency of not sowing the seed come on somebody now you better be listening you better you better be writing he says to them, when you read a little further, he says, you will shudder, you complacent woman. So if we rephrase that, you will shudder, you complacent church, you complacent body of Christ, for the grape harvest will fail. The fruit harvest will not come. Why will the grape harvest not come, contextually speaking? Because if they are complacent, it means that they have not been sowing the seeds. It means that they have not taken the time in the off season to sow the seeds, then 12 months from then to be able to harvest, right? What is this saying to us? During this time, you know, we have, have, have to be, you know, sowing the necessary seeds. Because if you're being complacent, you're not taking the time to learn the word. You're not taking the time to build your relationship with Jesus Christ. You're not taking the time to fellowship with other believers, even if it's online, because we know, you know, we're in lockdown, right? He says there, the panic and anxiety is going to set in. Because right now you think you're chilling. You're having a good time not reading the Bible. You're okay not speaking to Jesus. You're just reading, you know, your one verse a day to keep the devil away. Listen, that's not going to work. That's not going to work right now. We need to be believers with substance. You know, you can't just be out here quoting Jay. You need to live this. It needs to be within you. And it cannot be within you, you know, deposited in you if you're not taking the time and doing the work for it to be within you. This, you know, this harvest of grape or the vintage that fails that uh, Prophet Isaiah mentions is, is for wine, okay, contextually speaking, because they would, they would plant grapes and harvest, and harvest grapes to make wine, right? And biblically, grapes or wine are symbolic of revelation. Revelation being understanding, God opening your eyes to the truth of his word, giving you, you know, revelation and understanding of who he is and what his word means, what am I saying? Complacent Christians don't take the time to sow the word of God. They don't take the time to sow the seed of the word of God into their spirits, into their lives. Because they're content with, one, having others do it for them. Two, they are too lazy to read the Bible and pray for understanding. And they have no desire to grow spiritually. And because of that, the result of that complacency, the result of that laziness and sluggishness, you know, is, is no revelation. So you call yourself a Christian, you don't read the Bible, you don't pray, and you wonder why you don't know Jesus for yourself. You wonder why when you hear other people talking about this God, you're thinking, why don't I know him like that? Like, why, why don't I have these moments in worship? You know, why don't I have this understanding of God? Why have I not experienced him? There we go. Why have I not experienced him like that? Like so-and-so. It's because you're not putting in the time that so-and-so is putting in. You're not sowing the seeds so that you can harvest a year from now. Okay? Because you're complacent. You, you, you're satisfied with the little bit that you know. But let me tell you guys, you constantly have to be growing in the word of God. Like you never reach it. Even Apostle Paul, like the whole entire Apostle Paul says, you know, in his books that in his letters to one of the churches that I don't claim to have reached it. I haven't attained anything yet, but I will keep pressing on. Come on, somebody. Who are we to think that we have reached it to the place where we can get complacent with our knowledge of God? 
he is all powerful he come on he's so big like you can't fathom he says my ways are higher than your ways my thoughts are higher than your thoughts meaning that we will never get to a point of fully comprehending him so how can we be complacent tell me like where do we get the the goal the speed to be complacent you know so 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 we wonder why we have no understanding of God. We wonder why we have no revelation of God or his word. And now you know, God is telling you it's because you're not putting in the time and you're not sowing the seeds because you're lazy. Okay. And that's not going to work. Then you're going to panic when you see other people. You're going to panic when you see other people growing in the spirit. You're panicking when you see other people doing things that you think you should be doing. Because, I mean, we've been to church. I've been a Christian for 10 years. I've been saved for 30 years. But th whatever, however long you've been saved. Now you're wondering why you don't get things. Why when other people are speaking the word, you're confused. Why when you're reading the word, you don't understand. It's because you're not taking the time to learn. You're not taking the time to sit at Jesus' feet. Okay? So what am I saying here? What am I saying? I'm saying that we need to do better. It's that. It's ultimately that. Now let's jump to verse 11. Okay? Let's jump to verse 11. Alright. So what verse 11 is telling us. Alright, alright, alright. So verse 11 says to us. Be troubled. Okay? He says, tremble you women who are at ease. So he's trying to shake you out of this complacent state because it's not good. You feel like you're comfortable, you feel like you're happy, but that's not where God wants you to be. Don't be okay with your state of complacency. That's all this is, okay? This is a call, it's a wake-up call for the believers, for the sons of God, for the daughters of God, the church of God, okay? Because it's so severe that the prophet was telling people now, if you read further in this verse, he's telling them to strip and to make themselves bare, which we know that is a symbol of mourning in the, in the Jewish culture. It was how they mourned. They took off their clothes and they wore sackcloth, okay? And they did all kinds of things to, to, to show other people that we are in mourning. So Prophet Isaiah was saying to them, what you guys are doing is so bad. Your complacency is so bad that you need to actually be in grief about it. Complacency puts you in a position to lose fellowship with God. That is why Prophet Isaiah tells them, mourn this complacency. Don't be okay with it. Grieve it. Try to get rid of it. Because you stand a chance of, listen, come on somebody. Okay, wait. When do you grieve? When do you mourn? When you have lost something. Complacency puts you in a position to lose fellowship with God. And for a real believer, for a true Christian son of God, that is scary to you because all you want is intimacy with God. Right? So right now we need to be shaken up as a church. We need to stand up and, and, and lose that comfort, that this comfortable, self-satisfied you know, self mindset that where we are is enough. This thing of not desiring more, that is complacency. We need to constantly seek God more. Keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. That tells you be persistent, keep, keep, keep at it. Don't be complacent, okay? Now let's go. We're doing this kind of like an ex you know, exegesis type of vibe. We're just breaking down each verse and trying to understand what it is that God is saying to us as a generation right now, as, as the church right now. Verse 13 says to us, Okay, he says, for the soil of my people is going to grow up and it's going to be filled with thorns and prayers. Yes, for the joyous houses and the exultant city. Okay, what this, what's happening here right now, okay, is a picture of what happens to the church or to a believer 
that is complacent spiritually speaking okay because you could be doing the most in your career you could be doing the most in your academics you could be doing the most for your family you could be doing the most for your friends but if you're not doing the most in the spirit don't none of that matter let's just be honest okay it none of it matters now let's get into into this verse thorns and briars are both thorn bushes it's like a type of a thorn bush or bushes ne? so it's shrubs it's 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 a lot it's just it makes it hard to try and walk through like it's a mess you know it's literally a mess of thorns and bushes and leaves it's just it's terrible right so what prophet isaiah is saying is that this place will be overrun it will be overrun with thorns and thorn bushes now thorns symbolize sorrow and hardship i hope you're getting this come on guys i hope you're getting this okay our complacency our self-satisfaction with the little that we know okay that that has a potential of separating us from god will result in sorrows and hardship come on now you know when you step away from God, you're opening yourself up for some crazy things. When we step away from fellowship with God, remember we have an enemy, guys. Apostle Peter says it in the in the book of in the first book of Peter. He says, You have an enemy that is roaming around like a lion, waiting for someone to devour. So we can't what like where do we get this audacity to just chill? Knowing that we have an active enemy trying to take us down. But anyway, but anyway. Thorns and, 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 and these thorn bushes also, you know, outside of sorrow and hardship, they also symbolize sin. Okay, so when we are separated from God in our complacent state and we're not seeking him and we're not, you know, growing our relationship with him, sin is evidently going to come up. Because remember, I spoke about an enemy. He's going to tempt you. If you are not attached to the vine that is Jesus Christ, yo, it's messy go read the book of john and find out what happens to a branch that is not attached to the vine come on now okay sin will come up in our lives and it will grow it will compound okay you will remember yourself as a child of god who used to go to church who used to do this and even if you still do if your heart is filled with thorn bushes because you're complacent and you've lost fellowship with god sin will be there where god isn't there will be sin there will be hardships there will be sorrow Okay, what was once a happy, joyous Christian or once a happy, joyous, peaceful, spiritful child of God, they'll be struggling. Like you'll wonder why things are just not coming together. It's because you've lost fellowship with God. Complacency seems like a nice place to be. It seems like a nice, you know, I'm comfortable, man. I'm satisfied with where I am. And if you're not spiritual about it and you don't look with the spiritual eye, you're going to sit in a complacent state thinking you're good. And your spiritual life is dead. Your spirit man is overrun with thorns, sorrows, sin, you know, hardship. And that's not what God wants for you. Okay. So we need to get back to a place where we are constantly seeking God and we are just growing this relationship with him. I hope someone is getting something out of this. I really do. I'm so pumped up, guys. I'm so pumped. You have no idea. Now, let's get to verse 14, okay? Because we're taking it verse by verse. Taking it verse by verse and, and just like giving understanding. Because I know sometimes reading, you know, Old Testament can be a bit tricky. You know, it can be a bit hard. But, you know, God has given me this, this, this love. He's given me this revelation. And I want to share it with you guys. Verse 14. Ooh, this one is actually quite fun. This one says, For the palace is forsaken. 
okay the populous city is deserted the hill and the watchtower will become dense forever dens for a joy of wild donkeys and a pasture of flock this could be confusing but for me it took a minute i had to be like god what you saying like this ain't easy to understand give me understanding jesus i'm here at your feet give me understanding what do you need me to know now a place for donkeys wild donkeys because remember this place has now been overrun with thorns it's been overrun with with bushes and shrubbery like it's a mess you know and the wild it's become a wilderness of sorts and the wild attracts wild animals what lives in the wild wild animals so now we see that wild wild donkeys wild sheep come to eat of this thing okay of this space that has now become desolate this christian life that used to be fruitful that used to you know bless other people has now become desolate it has become dry there's no life your life will become like a wilderness when you are separated from God. There will be no good pouring out of you. You will not be bearing fruit, okay? There will only be sustenance for wild animals. You'll only be able to feed the bad. You will be able to provide nothing good for those around you because even you, there is no good in you, right? Wild donkeys, like I said, live in the wilderness. So there's nothing in you that will benefit your fellow brother or sister in Christ because what can they eat? You've dried out. You're no longer a tree that is planted by the rivers of living water. You've moved from the living water that is Jesus Christ. Okay? So, so we need to get to a point where we don't allow room for the wild things of the enemy of this world to take root in our lives. Okay? Let's jump to verse 15. Now verse 15, Yena says now, ooh, this one is the best part because now after all of the problems that have been highlighted with a complacent Christian, we know that our God is a solution God, okay? Yeah, he gets that there's a problem, but he's a solution bringer. He brings solution. He brings change, okay? Now let's get to verse 15. I'm going to read it for you. It says, until the spirit is poured upon us from on high. Come on now. I'm, I'm going to read that again. Verse 15 of Isaiah 32. Until the spirit is poured upon us from on high and the wilderness. Remember, I described that life now that is separated from God as a wilderness and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field and the fruitful field then is deemed a forest. Come on, somebody. Okay. Okay. Now our lives, let me, let me give you some, just some plain English. Now our lives, when we are complacent, and separated from God because remember I said that our complacency has the potential to remove us from God if we don't catch it in time and I'm hoping that this message is going to help you catch it in time that you don't lose your fellowship with Jesus Christ okay when we are complacent we will continue to be a wilderness okay our lives our spirits will be devoid of God why do I say this? Isaiah, prophet Isaiah says here that until the spirit of God is poured upon us from on high, what is poured upon from on high? It's rainwater. Okay. Now, if you read your Bible and you know your God, water is the symbol of the word of God. And you know, when you read the book of John, that Jesus Christ is the word. Okay. So this thing is just one. When we are a wilderness, Okay, we need God to rain upon us like a, to just fill us up with his Holy Spirit. Because once that happens, ooh, once the word of God is dropped in a heart that has been devoid of God, there we will start to see fruit. 
okay what was once full of wilderness full of thorns sorrow hardship heartache you know sin when the spirit of god is poured upon it it will yield fruit it will yield fruit and you read galatians 5 and you see what the fruits of the spirit are okay our lives will change when we come away from that position of complacency when we come away from that position of self-satisfaction when we realize guys this this has to be an active realization it has to be a decision on your end okay i can't decide for you that you're complacent you need to you need to figure out have i been doing what i need to do to ensure that my relationship with God is still ongoing, that we are good, that you know, because remember relationships that are that have no effort put into them, they die. They die. I have some relationships that you know, when I haven't spoken to these people or I haven't seen them or you know, whatever the case may be, those relationships fizzle out and they die. Where you don't put in the work, nothing will come out and that is a fact of life. Okay, so we need to realize and we need to evaluate where we are. Are we putting in the effort? Are we reciprocating what God is giving to us and giving it back to him? Are we speaking to him? Are we praying? Are we reading the word? Are we fellowshipping with him? Because he says, you know, in the book of Revelations 3.20 that I'm standing at the door and I am knocking. I want you to hear me and open the door, meaning you need to give access. You need to decide to come out of your place of comfort, of complacency, of self-satisfaction and open the door and allow God in once again. Because we know that our lives are not going to be transformed from that desolate, you know, wilderness that is barren, that doesn't bring out any good fruit unless the Spirit of God is poured upon us from on high like a rain. Because it is only then that the heart and the Spirit that was a wilderness will become a fruitful field. And remember, it is God's, God wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to bear fruit and that cannot happen unless his spirit reigns upon us. Okay. When the spirit, oh, when the spirit of God falls upon us, we become fruitful. And when we become fruitful, we become beneficial and effective in the kingdom of God. So what am I, let me, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up with a nice bow. I really hope that, you know, the Holy Spirit has done a work in you in this, in this 20 minutes or so that the Holy Spirit is really just convicting you to turn back to him. Because one thing you got to know guys is that the enemy loves it when you're complacent. Okay. Because the enemy is not threatened by someone who's complacent. He doesn't care if you know the Bible a bit. He doesn't care if you say you're our father in the morning and then you live your best life often. You don't care about, you know, your active relationship with Jesus Christ. So he wants you to stay in a state of complacency because when you are complacent, you are not bearing fruit. And our God is pleased in us when we bear fruit, because when we bear fruit, that means that we are effective. Okay. Think about it this way. A tree doesn't eat its own fruit. Okay, so when we as believers bear fruit, okay, that is beneficial to the other people around us. It is beneficial to other people when we have patience because we are able to extend that patience to them. When we have peace in our hearts, we are able to bring peace and to be peaceable with others. When we have love, we are not able to just only to love ourselves, but also to love others. And just when we are in a point of bearing fruit, guys, we are so effective. We are so you know, beneficial to the kingdom of God. And ultimately that is exactly what it's supposed to be like. We are supposed to be beneficial people in the kingdom of God. And that is what God wants of you. So this, this, this message is for you. No matter when you're listening to it, God wants you to come out of that place of complacency. 
of, of, of false comfort, of thinking that, you know, I know enough. No, you don't. There are layers to God. You know, it's a continuous relationship. He says, I take you from strength to strength. I take you from glory to glory, which implies that once you clock one level, you need to go another level. So you can never say you're finished. Oh, I, I, I just, I just want to, you know, let me just, I just want to pray for whoever's listening to this, that, 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 you know, let, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father. I come before you in this moment, Lord God, and I want to thank you for this word. I want to thank you for your love. That God, your mercies are new every morning, every day. You reach out to us every day. You extend your hand of mercy to show us that you still love us, that you still want us. You want to be in communion with us. You want to be in relationship with us. And that is what this message is. I pray for the courage, Father God, from the listener of this message, of this podcast, to come out of a place of complacency. Because complacency is nice. It's nice to be comfortable. But when we step out of there, Father God, there's so much more that we benefit. There is so much more that we reap and I don't want any one of your children of your sons of your daughters to miss out on what you have for us father God I give you glory Lord I give you honor I love you and I praise your name in the wonderful name of Jesus amen amen amen